gonna start talking about beer. Let me hit record. <laughs> you were talking to your dentist about beer. I don't even know how it came up. Yeah, I was talking about being on the coast and going to a brewery. That's what it was. So you got a peach weed and a fight tower, or you just? I just took a. I just took, took a, like a, swig, a little okay. swig of the peach weed. Just see how because you told me to try it the last time, and I was already extended Damn, my good limit. continuity. Yeah, I exceeded my limit, so. Uh, <laughs> and so I just I tried it off the bat. Well, it is Halloween night. Yeah, rawr. I scared you. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you. I think um, I think I've cured myself of Halloween candy. I know um, we make our little jokes about candy corn and stuff back and forth, but you know I've been on. I don't want to call it a diet. I've just I've cut out a lot of sugar mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. But I really like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, or that was always like my favorite Halloween candy. So this year I was like, you know what? I kind of got off my diet a couple of weeks ago anyway, and I was going to go back on it. So I was like, so I was like, screw it. I'm going to go back on my diet November 1st because I'm going to get me some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Right. Well, just all that time doing without sugar, I don't know what happened, man. I just, like, uh, I went over to my mom's for supper tonight, and she had some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and lots of other candy and stuff. A lot of trick-or-treaters over in their neighborhood. And I was eating some, and when I got home, the first thing I wanted to do is, like, run and brush my teeth. I just, I just tasted, just felt, like, nasty. Well, I, It's just, I'm, I'm cured. I, mean, I don't like candy anymore. Well, I still like candy. It's too but much sugar. I like, uh, Can't do it. But I like uh, candy with a bag of chips. <laughs> to, to balance it <laughs> to, out. To balance it out. I know what you mean. Like, if I if I go to a birthday party and they get, like, cake and ice cream, you cake and I'm chips. like, where's some chips at? This is too much. There's nothing like a Reese's peanut butter cup and a bag of machos. Somebody needs to, like, come up with, like, a potato chip cake or yeah. potato chip cup. That's why salted caramel is so good. Potato chip ice cream. <laughs> y'all owe me a nickel if y'all come up with that. Damn, we got a, got a drinking problem. I just spilled it out. But yeah, look, uh, I, I cured myself of sodas a long time ago. I remember I went for a long time without drinking sodas, and then I tried one. I was like, oh, this is bubbly pancake syrup. Uh, I could quit drinking beer before I quit drinking sodas. Really? Yes. You need to get closer to that thing right there. You need to get right up on it. But. Right up on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm bad on sodas. Like, really bad. So anyway... Uh, you said you had stuff to talk about. I got some stuff to talk about, too. I drove over here and it was like 8.30. There's nobody. I mean, I live in town. Yeah. And there's no trick-or-treaters. It was I, like I was telling you, I, I think well, there's bad weather on its way in right now. And I think they did a lot of stuff tomorrow night. They did that, that fall festival in the park that was supposed to be tonight. They did it last night, I think. Well. Wasn't that the Chili Fest and all that stuff? Man, I used to go trick-or-treating in the rain. I'm just, oh, I, yeah. I mean, we were hardcore back then. It, we were yeah. getting damn <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was the day. I mean, you talked about it all day, like all week at school. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to meet up at. We're going to meet up at. Right. Because well, you didn't have and cell phones, so you, you had, had to plan a, it. <laughs> you planned it at school. You got you, Everybody had a centrally located area where the nice neighborhoods was, and everybody got dropped You planned off. out your costumes so that y'all didn't both go well, to you, the same yeah, thing. You didn't want, yeah, exactly. So uh, we've already got a skeleton. You gave me a skeleton. Right. Exactly, yeah. And you planned out where your parents was going to get everybody dropped off, or if you lived in the same neighborhood, you know, y'all walked. Yeah, because you're lame, like if your parents went with you. No, 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 yeah. They just had to drop you off. Yeah. And then, you know. And then pick you up at the designated area. Exactly. Or I so, lived close enough to where we just rode our bikes and stuff. Everywhere. Yeah, we did that too. But you start to ride your bike and trick or treat, so they usually got yeah. ditched. 
kids a lot of times kids don't ride bikes anymore like they used to oh lord man like that's that was how we got around for till i was like 19 (laughs) i've been been driving i'm 45 i've been driving for a while and uh I'm, I've yet to catch up how many miles I put up on a bicycle when I was <laughs> right exactly my teenager. For real, I mean, like I, we would wear one out. You'd have to get a new bike every Christmas. Yeah, I remember I had to go buy because you'd wear that some bitch out. Would uh, you need new tires on it? I remember having to put tires on. I'd buy tires because yeah. you know once we got a bike, it was a bike. Or like it got to where the chain wouldn't stay on. Mm-hmm. It kept coming off because all that shit was just wore out. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't even do kids know how to ride bikes these days. Like. Do they even go we outside? We got the, got the to kids get on a one bike? when it was early, young, but uh, that many. Like years. a kid that's say, how old are you when you learn to ride a bike? Like eight, <laughs> nine, <laughs> like younger, five, like five. I well, I was. remember. I just, uh, I'm just saying, like a kid that's like nine now should be able to ride a bike. Will they though? I don't know. Because they usually get cell phones by the time they're they can't nine look or at 10. a cell phone and ride a bike. <laughs> I was like, send me the link. Jumping over creeks. At <laughs> nine, and my first set of stitches when I was <laughs> yeah. ten. Well, you, st- you practice jumping like your little ramps and stuff over creeks. With that, where if you did crash, you landed in the water and it didn't hurt. Exactly. So then, then you moved up. I st- I got scars from riding bikes. In yeah, case. my neighborhood was a lot like Stranger Things, basically, when I was growing up. Exactly. Yeah. It was the that was. It, I mean, it was the Demogorgons, unfortunately. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been badass. It was. It was. That's why I like Stranger Things so much. And Goonies. It was Goonies. Yeah. We, you know, we didn't have a pirate ship hiding in a bay, but you know, we had a community of kids. Our childhood was cool shows, minus the really cool stuff. <laughs> but I think that's why, because well, that cool stuff was there in our imagination, though. Mm-hmm. And. uh and I think that's why people of our age relate to it so well. All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead and say this up front because I know a lot of people haven't seen it. This is very spoiler-free, 100% spoiler-free, but you and I both have now seen the new Halloween The new movie. Halloween. What do you think about it? Come at me, bro. I liked it. I did too. I liked it. I liked the little nods to the originals. Oh, there was some gentle and very like, hard nods. Yeah, there was some... Yeah. Punch well, nods. I like the They little, nod punched you. Uh, there was one right off the bat. It's like, I don't know if you could see it in the boxer you sent me. Or the oh, I know. I know what you're going to say. Did you see it? Well, and again, this is not a spoiler. They even, to the down to the last detail, used the same fonts in oh, the yeah, opening every- credits. Like when it's showing people's names. The scent, like, the, uh, the score was very similar in tone. The whole movie, the tone of the movie, the camera angles, the cinematography. like, And, uh, of course, this movie, let me back up. It was already going to be a home run with me before the, they threw the opening pitch because you could tell they paid so much respect and attention just with the casting. Yeah. Even this, the, the same guy that played Michael. Of course, you know, the no, same guy played Laurie Strode. It's John Carpenter. You know, is back, and you you had that that reunion, and you could just tell right away, with the whole idea of it, that they said this is gonna pick right up after part one, and it it was forty years later, but still, which begs the only question, and they they did it well with the bridge between the first one and this one. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I, I guess you would call this the main continuity, and now everything else is an alternate timeline or what have you. But here's the here's the only problem I have. Why the hell is this movie called Halloween? Now we have three movies called this, Halloween this, in the this, same universe. You realize that, right? I think it, I, it's called Halloween, but I think it, I, I don't know if it's official, but everybody refers to it as Halloween 2018. That's what everybody referred to it as. Well, then call it that. Halloween I'll, 2018. I'll be fine with that. And uh, Halloween... Uh, one and two was basically the same movie. So it was basically Halloween part one and part two. Halloween A one. and B. Now, yeah, it's A and B. So they uh, should have called this Halloween two then. Uh, of course, now I do understand. I'm calling that's my own. Sh- that's what they should have I'm calling my own crap before I say it because that means there'll be three Halloween twos <laughs> right. in the same universe. But I think, I think that's the only name they had it without having the same argument over again. Why did they name it that? So Halloween. Yeah, it's just weird to have three movies caught. Like, if, 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 say five years from now, you're like, man, I want to go back and watch Halloween. Yeah, they could have. Well, no, no, not that one. Okay, this one. Yeah, they well, didn't no, want no, to no, call no, not, not that one either. They didn't want to call it well, Halloween. What about this one? But, uh, <laughs> We're starting to run out. But I think it's Halloween 2018. Halloween 18 is what uh, is what is which they said that had been like Halloween Part 18. I missed 16, <laughs> 17. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, no, I, I guess I get it. It's just, yeah, it's kind of weird that they they went with that because there's there's a lot of movies doing that now. They're just gonna call, just gonna call it, rename it the same thing that there already is a name of out there. Yeah, but uh, I had issues with some things, but as a overall, I give it like a, I'm gonna give it a grade. It's a new thing. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna grade it. I go grade it with tomatoes or anything because it's already taken. Uh, Give it a, a B plus, A minus, B plus. Oh yeah, uh, which is good. They had some issues that I thought was like like completely stupid that they shouldn't have never done, and it made the movie. It gave it the B plus. Well, and, and I want to talk to you, continue to talk to you about this after we right. go off the air because me and Barry on the way home had a discussion about this because there were some things he had issues with that I kind of defended. Now, there's one thing. They, of course, all these websites that I go to, like Den of Geek and Nerdist News, and um, there's a couple other sites I go to where I read about movies and TV shows. I was avoiding them like the plague because there were so many Halloween articles out there, and I didn't want to spoil or anything. Right. And uh, like I don't want to know anything about something this big. So um, last night after I got home from the movie, I went online and just started reading up on everything. Just... All, all of it. I'm just, we want to do this on the air. And uh, oh, we're gonna drink our celebratory Belvini. Is that what you brought, Belvini, yeah. for us to drink? We're celebrating our our last Halloween season episode of 2018. Yeah, I'm gonna do a little bit of ice, just a little. Yeah. I don't know how much is enough, but I want just enough. You always gotta do it without it first. Though. Yeah. Well, I didn't lost my train of thought because you brought some scotch over here. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, one common thread of complaint that I definitely disagree with is that uh, they said it, it jumped around in the timeline too much. And I didn't really get that. Of course, it's going to a little bit. I mean, Jesus, this is 40, 40 years later. What do you expect? Right. There's going to be some then, now, or whatever. But I didn't really get a... I don't really see... Because, I mean, the, the, the movie connected well from it did it wasn't all over the place as far as a plot at, i don't at, think i mean it's pretty straightforward yeah ex- exactly i think it's what it needed to be it 
They didn't try. They didn't try to reinvent the wheel. They didn't do something no, crazy like putting Michael Myers in space. Uh, no, they you know? they done. Like the only issues I have with it, I think it's is foreshadowing for something else. That's some of the well. The, that's yeah. not spoilery because one of the things that I read and it's all over online right now is, of course, it being number one at the box office for since it came yeah. out begs the question: Will there be another one of these? And Jamie Lee Curtis came forward and said that she'd be willing to do it <clears throat> as long as that uh, that what was his name something Green and Carpenter both came back, and both of them said they were open to it. I think that's the writers, John Carpenter and oh god, I gotta Google Kara Green or that was like Mike Green. Clickety clickety clickety. This has been a trend here on the on the Halloween episodes. That you (laughs) I know because people. Oh, I've got some retractions. David Gordon Green, he was the director. Okay. She said if he came back, she would come back, and he said that he's open to the idea. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, Hollywood is a business. Oh, absolutely. And they did make some money, so they're going to want to mine the property for some more gold. I uh, would imagine. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, I think. Um, and I think she realizes just like everybody else did in bringing him in and bringing John Carpenter back and all that, the franchise should be in good hands. Because she was really upset from what I understand after H2O. Because they undid her killing of Michael Myers right. at the end of H2O. No spoiler warning necessary. It was 2007. I do. I feel that's one of Lars' favorites is H2O. It, this movie had a lot in common with H2O just simply because that was 20 years later. This is 40 years later. There was, yeah. It had Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. You know, tit for tat. There was a lot. I mean, those. I'm not going to say those movies were similar in any other core ways other than just the, the, the idea of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I don't want to say much more uh, on the air, but I'd, I'll just say that um, overall I was, I was happy with it. And I wasn't surprised that I was happy with it. I would have been more surprised if I wasn't happy with it. I think I was... In fact, the whole movie I was a little nervous. I was like, please don't do something stupid. I, I was, I was crazy. Don't do something stupid. Like, don't do something stupid. Don't do some crazy do off the wall stupid. just to throw us off. And they, yeah. Which, and I'm not, I'm not going to say there's not plot twists, but they didn't do something just ridiculous. There's not like a stupid plot hole out there that's like, what? Yeah. What? There's a guy rolling in the water. What? Like on Game of Thrones. What's his name? <laughs> there's a car in the background on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so anyway, that was a good movie. And I want to set up this. This is our finale. And I want to set this up before we go into it. We went to Waverly Mansion a couple of weeks ago, and that was one of our attractions I have to print. I said Columbus, Mississippi. It's actually West Point, Mississippi, but it's really close. It's re- it's. I don't even know if it's West Point. It's Clay County. It's right on the border. It's it's Clay County, and I think West Point and Columbus. Well, Clay County and Lowndes kind of been fighting over the who owns Waverly for years. Yeah. So if the Columbus writes something, just on you know just on the edge of Lowndes County mm-hmm. in West Point, like in West Point, there's Waverly Mansion because uh, both of them want it, but it's in Clay County. It but does it, have a West Point address. Uh, yes. The the river is. But the, we went through Columbus to get to it. Well, the river is the county line, and it's on the Clay County line side of the river. <laughs> so. Now, what they're not going to hear is the night before, because <laughs> there, 
There's not really anything to let them hear. But I'm, I don't regret going. I, I don't think that was fun. It was fun. I had a good time. Because we went on a quest. And, you know, Tell them what we did. Go ahead. Back in the day. Swing and a miss. Back, it happens. And, it does. And this is, goes to show how old I am. And, and if anybody who gets of age, you know, when you get up in your years, uh, I'm 45 and a half. Well, when I was 18 or 19 years old, we used to go to the boat ramp at Waverly. It's, it's the Waverly Ferry. It's right down the road from the from the mansion. And not ferry like a tutu and a wand. But it's where the ferry Used to carry. Used to be, but now it's a boat ramp. Like it was you know, ferry people, people and across stuff across the river. But it's called Waverly Ferry, but it, now it's a boat ramp, and it's like a little recreational area. They got like a pavilion. You can go camping. You know, you can not go camping, but you can go up there and go picnic and stuff. Nolan, you can have a family reunion out yeah, there. Yeah, had a playground. You can go up there and swing on the stuff. And it also had a walking track. Kill Jay come play a birthday party out there. They had a walking track, but it was bordering the mansion property. And it was, you know, it was, you know, it was some yards, you know, 40, 50, 100 yards, but, you know, away. And but they had, close enough to where if the trees weren't there, you could have seen You could have seen the mansion. From and there. they had peacocks on the property. Right. But uh, one of the things growing up, going out that area, you go out there and with you, your date or what have you, and you would tell some story or whatever, and you would about, we would tell some story about somebody, if you screamed, the girl would scream back, or whatever horror story you told. Right. Plus, Waverly was already a... A thing being from that area, if you scream and a peacock hears it, a peacock will scream, scream, back, will at scream back at you. And it's it like scares, an owl. Yeah, it scares the girl, and the girl hops in your arms, and there you are to save the day. And you're the savior. But, you get on your horse and ride away. But close to that area, they had a uh, a nature walking trail, and it was supposed to be where in that vicinity of that area was where they supposed to supposedly buried the slaves back when there was a plantation. Yeah, I'd heard there was a slave cemetery back there. I didn't there's know no markings. So we just, wanted to go. We, we was to just going to go, walk at night, and with some with some with some ghost stuff, and see if we could find a booger hank. Well, yeah, we had the we had the ghost hunting equipment with us, and we had the recorder just in case. But we went down there and we couldn't And, find and <laughs> tell them the other thing, we're looking for that and the cemetery. Oh, uh, yeah, the cemetery. We could not find that cemetery. It wasn't it's there. It's right there. We found it easily in the daylight. But at nighttime, I guess the forest just kind of swallows it up. And says, there's nope. not a street light for 20 True. miles. <laughs> you, it, if you ever went down Waverly, Waverly Road, it's, it's out there. It's like going back in time. It's out there. Yeah. And even if it's not Halloween, right down the road from a haunted house... In the middle of the night, which is a good thing though. Like I wouldn't want it to be in the middle of a city. It's kind of it's kind of you want to go back in time when you go visit the place. But uh, we had fun riding around in circles, and it was weird because we went out there and we rode up down the road like four or five times looking for this place, and we couldn't find a cemetery. We couldn't find a cemetery, and then the the the, the boat ramp area, the park, and then the next thing you know, cars started. (laughs) Yeah, cars started following. Remember, I kept doing. I kept going. You know, we don't take kind of deal kind down there. (laughs) But uh, we would see cars, and they'd start following us. I was like, okay, I know for a fact there ain't nothing down in this road. Why is that car behind me? Yeah. But uh, so we was kind of amping our own self up. (laughs) Well, and we kept coming across these signs that didn't have anything on them. It was just a blank sign. It was a big blank sign of nothing. I'm like, are we going to drive up here tomorrow, and there's going to be stuff on these signs? We don't take kindly to you. We don't take kindly to you. Coming up and downhill. But uh, it was a fun trip. We just kind of. And we weren't drinking. That was what's fun about it. But all that being said, we found all of that the next day. Oh, easily. Which you will hear in our adventures. And I wanted to set this up 
proper so that you know what you're listening to. We did the tour, and then we did an interview with the caretaker. Now, I edited out a lot of the tour because, for one, I want you to go to it and do it yourself. I recommend anybody go. There, You can look up their hours on the, their website. It's what, 10 bucks? It's 10 bucks. It's, 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 they should charge more. It's, it's totally Tuesday worth it. through Saturday. It's totally worth it. It's a... Uh, it's not a ghost tour, though. It's no, not a ghost. It's but he'll a, talk about it. But he'll talk about it if you bring it up. But if, if he he basically talks about the, the history. history of it's the a house, historical tour. Which, which is, if somebody says, "Hey, there's a ghost," okay, there's a ghost. That's that's okay. That's all fine and dandy. But why that ghost is there, and the you know how that ghost? That's more of an interesting thing. You yeah. want to hear the history? We're definitely on the same page there. Of history of something is it is what gives it its worth. And uh, the history of that house is cool. Yeah, I recommend anybody going. Take your family. Mm-hmm. Um, the second mm-hmm. reason I edited a lot of this down is because when we first got there, there was another group that was finishing up their tour, and we kind of merged with them for part for for the first half of it, and then we kind of split off on our own. Um, so in between rooms, it's an old open house and there's all these people walking on a wood floor and it sounds like a pack of Clydesdales galloping through the hallway. So you'll hear us talking in one room and then boom, all of a sudden we're in the next room. It's cause I edited it down for that reason as well. Just to edit out all the, the noisy walking and echoey clomping and stomping. But we had a great time. I had a great interview with Jimmy, uh, I wouldn't mind going back and doing it again sometime. It's I've been wanting to do the way, dude. I've been wanting to do the Waverly Mansion since we started this podcast. I want to go during the spring. Yeah, man, you could have one hell of a Easter egg hunt on that property. <laughs> I would get a basket and hunt eggs. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> That's what they should do to raise money. You know, they said that you know. They I think they should rent it out to, to raise money. I would like a family. If I, they rented it out for like the weekend, I would go stay there, like a bed I and think breakfast. It's, that would be that would be the yeah. ultimate bed and breakfast. If it was a, uh, like you could charge big money and people would come from all over the United States to stay. I'd there. Save my money now. I'm gonna buy it. You're gonna buy it. I think I, should I have, asked them if they'd take a trick. I think, no, I, should have a, I think I should have a Halloween party <laughs> there every year. Follow my Waverly Mansion. I would definitely talk you into and, it somehow. And period clothes. That's how you got to come. <laughs> <laughs> we just walk around the property. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would probably stir up some ghosts too. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we went out to the cemetery after this, but I didn't put any of that in the podcast either because it was just us walking around the cemetery looking and talking. Nothing really happened paranormal-wise, uh, but we got some good stories and we had a good time. And I'm, I'm so glad we finally got to go to Waverly Mansion. We got to confirm a lot of stuff, a lot of the stories about the ghosts and uh, or ghosts. And uh, some I never heard before. And debunk a little, yeah. Because you know there's different variations of the story, but it was surprisingly in line with what I yeah, what I remember hearing. So anyway, here goes. Get it to it. Real pop culture, Waverly Mansion, uh, West Point, Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) It's in Starville. It moves, man. (laughs) Shadow Stalkers Paranormal is a nonprofit organization. A level-headed team with a knowledgeable background who tries to explain and debunk, not taking things solely as paranormal. They try to help their clients with an understanding about the paranormal. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal also gives back to the community by way of sponsorships such as this one, 
fundraisers for historical sites and individuals with terminal illnesses. They strive to make their team better and make a difference. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowstalkersparanormal38821. They're ready to believe you. Is it okay if I record the tour? Sure. Go right ahead. You're my guest. Just audio recording. Whatever you'd like to do, yes. Maybe you didn't see it. It's Yes, sir. Actually, the height is really the thing about it. It's got a unique uh, rotunda inside, yeah. and uh, it's really only an eight-room house, actually. Look up there. Full 55 feet from oh, wow. the floor to the ceiling. The rotunda. 58 steps to the top. <laughs> Freestanding staircases and balconies. The entire superstructure is made of cypress. What year was it built? 1852. 1852. Third story is the indoor attic. Four doors, but only for appearance. The tip top is the cupola. 16 big windows for observation. Oh wow. Open the windows up there and those downstairs. Continuous airflow. Okay. That was the air conditioning of the time, I suppose. <laughs> It's great in the summer, but every time's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Warm air rises any time of year. Yeah. Right. We've got to shut the doors when the space heaters are lit. See, people were a bit shorter back then. <laughs> Bannisters are probably several inches shorter than they would be today. 718 spindles in those banisters. Only three were replaced when the snows came in. Oh, wow. 1962. It was vacant for a long time. 50 years nearly. Yes, sir. Kids used to play around here. I met a few of them, of course, they're a lot older now, but uh, 40s oh, really? and 50s, yes, sir. Oh, that, that was, this was their spooky house. I had heard that uh, it had, somebody had bought it, but I guess, is, is that the for sale sign for, is it still well, for sale? that man over there, when the snow decided to sell this house, decided to put the land up there for sale. Oh. Now, Cryolite was the realtor for here for a year, but I think they're trying to switch realtors, okay. the snows are. And at least the asking price for cry like was 2.9 million. We'll see if they can get that. Uh, because uh, we have 40 acres of land, and indeed the, the uh, most of the furniture is going to end up being included in the house. But yeah. I really hope that a historic organization will buy the place that appreciates the history and mm -hmm. keep it operational. It does need some maintenance. Oh yeah, I imagine the maintenance on this thing is unreal. <laughs> yes, sir, it, it really is. You just got to be careful going down the steps. There you go. You can see how that little girl had her accident in the dark at night alone. She fell down the staircase, they say. Steep stairs. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, let me, uh, let, let me give you a history of the house over here, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll just keep right on going. This is Colonel George Hampton Young. By the fancy-sounding military title, he was really a very rich attorney. Born and raised in Oglethorpe County, Georgia. In the 1830s, he bought 50,000 acres of land in northern Mississippi. This whole area used to belong to the Chickasaw and Choctaw Indian tribes. In 1842, he came out here with his wife Lucy and ten children. He started living in a log house out that way. By 1852, it was getting very crowded. He decided it was time for a mansion house. She died the first year of construction. 
Mrs. Young would never live to see this finished. Altogether, it took six years to complete. He was able to hold on to it during the Civil War. It's most fortunate that the Union Army never paid him a visit. He had all six of his boys in the Confederate Army. The Colonel died in 1880, almost 81 years old. And when he died, two of his sons moved in, a pair of old bachelor brothers, George Valerius and William. Their buddies called them Val and Captain Billy. Val was very famous for holding fox hunting tournaments out here. This man had a kennel of 50 dogs out there. There was only one little problem. There were no foxes. He had to import them from New England. 1893, representatives from 23 states gathered at Waverly, and here they founded the National Fox Hunters Association. Captain Billy, the younger brother, was more into gambling and drinking. He loved to play poker in the hall with his friends. Cock fights in the front yard on Saturdays. He was always good for placing a wager. When the brothers died, no one else in the family wanted to live here. Captain Billy, the last brother, died in 1913. And when that happened, the house became vacant for nearly 50 years. Colonel had a lot of grandkids, but when Uncle died, all they wanted to do was take out the furniture. Two mirrors were left in the hall and one over there in the parlor. Also, five gas-burning chandeliers. That one's pretty hard to get light bulbs in. Look at it carefully. Between each arm, you'll see a face. The six faces of the French Emperor Napoleon III. By the 1930s, kids had broken into this house. Once they picked open these door locks, this became a hangout spot for young people. High school boys used to bring their girlfriends out on dates. College boys from MSU had fraternity initiations. Thousands of names and initials carved into the plaster walls. That was until Robert and Donna Snow moved in in 1962. She was a redhead from Philadelphia, Mississippi. Traveling salesman walked into their antique shop and told them about this beautiful house in the woods. He became so curious, he simply took the next day off work. A 90-mile drive getting up here. By then, trees were growing through the front porch. Vines were hanging from the roof. He told me how they had to climb through the wreckage of the porch. He pushed open the front door, and he pulled Miss Donna in after him. One look at these balconies and staircases. He told me he had to buy the place. In the spring of 1962, he bought the mansion and 40 acres of land. They moved in immediately and began a 27-year restoration. He lived here until his death last year. He was 91 years old. He was a sweet old man. I worked for him for over 10 years. This is the library. All the gentlemen would gather here in the evenings after dinner and have their cigars and political discussions. The gun rack and the secretary there are both original. My brother cleaned their shotgun several years ago. He assures me they cannot be fired. The sword belonged to a Union officer during the Civil War. In the little frame, you'll actually see a genuine Confederate $10 bill. Mantelpieces were found intact. White Carrara marble from Italy. Two larger pictures are of Colonel Young and his wife, Lucy. That's the mother of his ten children. Now, 
on that um, on that bright front there on the left hand side right behind the bourbon is Captain Billy. Very appropriate. That was his favorite whiskey. He could have played Rhett Butler all gone with a win. He had a lot of girlfriends. In the middle of the room, this lady's writing desk. Each post a winged Egyptian goddess. Look at the tiny feet at the bottom. French made, circa 1800. And here we have a beautiful portrait of Miss Donna Snow. Her eyes will follow you wherever you go in this room. It was made right after her death. When Mr. Snow was alive, he would serve dinner at this banquet table. He was a great cook. That door there is where the servant used to come in. The old cook or the butler would walk in through there and serve up the family. The kitchen was 20 yards further from the house, but in the 1930s it burned down. Mr. Snow simply built the modern one right behind the door when he came in. He used to pour cocktails at the mini bar. He loved Jack Daniels and Coke. Little after tea set for an after dinner sherry. Here's something Every fireplace has a very thick layer of cast iron called a fire bag. Light the fires, and this iron would push the heat back out into the room. There are images pressed into them. This one has an image of the United States Capitol. If the fires got very hot, these figures would begin to glow. Red hot. Kind of decorative. But under the capital, rather faintly, is written Skates and Company Mobile. We're pretty sure these people did all the ironwork for the house, including the fret pieces. There were 200 of these along the edge of the roof, not just the lower roof, but the roof of the cupola, too. Five pounds cast iron each, bolted to the very edge. If that edge ever began to rot, 40-foot drop, deadly. Mr. Snow found about a dozen of them resting in the woods. I'm pretty sure they took them off for safety. The doors here are hard of pine and for the most part have original doorknobs and keyhole covers. This prevented servants or naughty boys from peeking from the other side. And this was Mrs. Young's medicine chest given back by her great-great-granddaughter. 180 field hands worked out there prior to the Civil War. When they were ill, Mrs. Young or one of her daughters would have treated them personally. Back porch is where you want to be in the summer, shaded almost all day. Snows had to rebuild the porches. Even the marble steps had fallen apart put them back together again. Just 50 years worth of brain would have done that. Uh, behind the crepe myrtle is a very deep pit. What remains of the old ice house. A brick building with a 20-foot deep pit inside. That deep underground, the ice would keep the entire summer. There were a lot of other buildings out here in the old days. Actually, we put the ice to the bottom of this pit under a thick layer of sawdust. 
heat the entire summer. Yes. They had a huge warehouse at Waverly Landing where Colonel Young could store his neighbor's cotton for a price. Over 3,000 bales could be stored out there. His hand-drawn Waverly Ferry once pulled carriages and horses across the river. In later years, they had a post office and company store for his sharecroppers. There was even a marble-bottomed swimming pool out there. They called it the lily pad pond. In those proper days, ladies and gentlemen weren't supposed to swim together. It would be very bad if you saw the lower part of her leg. <laughs> After heavy rains, uh, we will find bits of broken china and pottery out here, and there are countless oyster shells. We used to bring oysters from Mobile in the wintertime. On the half shell. Uh, now, this bed and dresser here were made by Prudent Millard of New Orleans. Beautiful rosewood. A giant mosquito net would come over the top of this canopy. Posts here would come up like this and holding them off their feet. Because they believe these windows open at night, they bring in the air, also bring all the bugs. Without a net, there's no way they can keep them off you. You had to have a mosquito net. This carpet here, it dates to about 1830. French Olson. Originally, every room in this house had a much thicker wall-to-wall -wall carpet. That would help retain heat better on a cold day. Pine rods and gas piped into the house from his gas plant. It was vaporized pine sap, basically. And uh, the fireplace. Now we have actual plaster tools. Now these uh, were used by two Irish immigrants. Colonel Young brought them up here and they did the plaster work for him. And these are the very tools they used. This one molded the rims on the medallion. You put a spike in the ceiling, put the screw on, on it, and then turn it through the wet plaster. Beneath all that pretty white plaster up there, there's an inch of mud and horsehair. That is your insulation. That is indeed. Put hot coals in that pan there, in that bed warmer. Keep it on under the covers a few minutes, get nice and warm for you. We're so used to electric blankets and other things. <laughs> Granddad said he lived in upstate New York, and he said what they did is they put a brick in the uh, fireplace for like 30 minutes and then wrap a towel around the front of the building. And this is the parlor. It's the prettiest room in the house because that's where the ladies gathered. Beautiful plaster work up there. Dirt daughters by the thousands built their mud nests up there. Snows had to use toothpicks and matchsticks to pick them out one at a time. It's a pretty piano. 1859 Steinway with real ebony and ivory keys. Fold the top part down, you got yourself a table. This photograph dates to around 1910. In the front of it, you can see Captain Billy. By this stage in life, he had a shiny, bald head. His nieces and nephews are all around him. Right behind him, one of his nieces has a camera in her hand. She has taken a picture. The reflection in the mirror. A lot of kids tell me it's an old-fashioned selfie. A mirror selfie. She was very smart. 
ready for a sunny afternoon to take a picture of her whole family. It took a long time to get to uh, church back then, so they often brought the minister out here instead. During a wedding, the bride and groom would stand inside here. Colonel Young had two daughters married here. Babies were christened here. A couple of Colonel Young's grandkids would be sprinkled, a little baby. If a person died at Waverly, the body would lay in a table in front of this alcove. You could have an old-fashioned wake. They weren't breathing all night. They were dead for sure. Had to make sure, very sure they were dead before you put them in the ground. There's always that faint chance they might be accidentally buried alive. You did not want that. Real creepy. Today, we can measure brain waves. Back then, we put a, note, a mirror up to the nose. Well, there's no scheme on it. Maybe they're not breathing. <laughs> All righty, I think uh, you've heard the story of the mirror cracking. Yes. All righty, you may sign our guest book here if you'd like to. Front porch of the office next door, there's a copper line bathtub. Captain Billy used to bathe in that when he was an old man. Dogwood Lane, pathways and boxes around the house and the pond. You can run the garden as long as you please. All right, so I'm standing here with Mr. Jimmy. Yes. What, what would your official title be for the, are you the groundskeeper, the well, curator, the tour guide, all of the above? You wear a lot of hats. The formal, actually I do. The, the, the fancy name would be docent, but I often refer to myself as tour guide. I do all kinds of odds and ends here. How long have you been doing? Last 12 years. 12 years? Awesome. Um, are you involved in like the, the upkeep and stuff as well? Like who do they like in a place like this? I can imagine you can just get anybody to, to come mow the yard and <laughs> or weed eat. And, like. Well, currently the Snows do hire a yard crew to do the work every couple of weeks, at least the mowing part. Now, as far as lopping and cutting limbs, I do some a lot of that myself. As far as polishing the silver and a lot of the glassware, I let Mr. Snow, uh, Mr. Allen Snow's wife Ellen, do most of that. Right on. Y'all do more tours at this time of year, you think? When it, weather is very moderate, it, ten, it tends to be pretty good for business. It just depends. Some days they have a lot of people, some days not so. I imagine, obviously, it being October, uh, there's a lot of people interested in the, the paranormal history as well. I'm sure you get a lot of people that, that like the history aspect and the people like the, the paranormal aspect. And then, then there's people like us who kind of like both. Like we, You can't have one without the other, I wouldn't think. Right. It's part of the history of the house, the, uh, the ghosts. And uh, I tried to tell my tourists about the little girl ghost, at least. That's the most commonly seen and heard ghost in this house. Well, based on your experience, what, how much of that is, it's like those tales get told over and over and over and embellished. And uh, the version I heard of it, even as a little kid, is, is about the little girl would lay on the bed and the bed sheets would, would sink where supposedly she's laying. Is, is a lot of that just folklore? Is any of it uh, accurate? Well, Miss Donna, and she was a truthful person, and she said uh, she had seen it a number of times, uh, created an impression on the bed, even an impression on the pillow. It's like an invisible person climbing into bed, leaving an imprint. And she even timed it one time. She said she saw it somewhere a little around 2 o'clock begin to create an impression. And she said somewhere a little past 4 o'clock, the impression got up. It was not like a, if you sleep on a mattress long enough, you're going to leave an imprint in it. This sure. is not an immovable imprint. It went in and then went out, according to what she told me. I will tell Mr. Uh, Mr. Snow and others. 
Did they kind of experiment with that to say, did they put the pull them tight and see if it would sink back and stuff like that? You said she kind of timed it, so it sounded like they kind she of experimented. She actually smoothed it out to make sure, uh, and she said that the imprint would appear. I mean, that's what she had said. Now, I have, I've met other people who said they've seen the imprint. Uh, she said at times she even heard this little girl calling out for her mama. Mm -hmm. Mama! Mama! <laughs> Other, a few, one time, only one time did she said, and a few other ladies have seen it, they say, a blonde-haired girl in a white nightgown floating down the staircase from the third story. So where does, uh, I mean, historically speaking, where would the little girl, what would she be the ghost of? Like? Well, there is a story that a little girl was visiting this house with her mother. Now, according to this family history, she was the granddaughter of Dr. William Burt. Apparently, Dr. Burt, Dr. Burt was Colonel Young's neighbor, lived a mile down the road. And apparently, Dr. Burt was doing some business in town. And one day, uh, the, of course, the, the daughter and granddaughter came to visit Colonel Young. They ended up spending the night. And it was one night when they were, when they were staying here that the little girl got out of bed. She ran up one of the staircases. Apparently, she tumbled down the staircase and broke her neck. Oh, wow. She was said to be only 18 months old. Interesting enough, if you go into the cemetery in the woods out there, you will see the Young Family Cemetery and nearby Dr. Burt's Cemetery. There are two granddaughters buried next to him. One is Carrie Ann, it says aged four years. The other is Cynthia, aged 18 months. Now, it might, that might be her name. Hmm. The accident may have happened. The way it's told, that part may have happened. Personally, I have never seen or heard any ghosts. And you never heard anything at all that you thought was kind of weird? <laughs> nothing strange, nothing more than like a board popping through the sun moving across or um, yeah. just, you know, strange bird calls. Just, I used to have peacocks out there. <laughs> they give a strange call. But nothing. I've been in here with ghost hunters or people who uh, say they have psychic powers and they have claimed to have either detected something or the psychics say they've felt a presence. Which room was it or bed was it where? Right above this staircase, the red room, wall to wall red carpet. There's a gigantic green trunk in there. It's a rope bed. And they say that's where the imprint appeared and the voice occurred. Uh, the apparition said it had floated down that staircase from the third story. And about what year did, the, did it just kind of stop? I mean, it's obviously not still doing it. It. Uh, Miss Donna said the last she heard of it was in the 1970s, although occasionally some people tell me that they have occasionally heard or seen something. Uh, the, the apparition of the girl, to be sure, is uh, very, very rare. Yeah. Miss um, Don Donna Snow's daughter uh, told me that one time she even asked the little girl, what are you doing? And she put her head down like she was bashful and disappeared. So there's nothing like an axe murder or anything. Right, like right. Uh, none of the ghosts that have... Now, some men say they have seen Captain Billy's drinking buddies kind of tipsy walking through the hall, taking a couple steps, and they notice someone looking at them and disappear. None of the ghosts have ever been described as being scary or frightening. Like n nothing negative or anything, it's all... Nothing, uh, no uh, murders or anything, yeah. not like a Lizzie right. Borden place. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard folklore of uh, elder gentlemen ghosts like young girls or young women who would entice or tease or whatever I heard I've heard those stories but uh there is a tradition from uh, MSU college students and I don't think anyone's seen it since yeah. since the 1950s but they said that when they were out here they sometimes would see a man on a dark horse galloping down the old dirt road 
whether that was some person on a, on a mission, maybe a dispatch rider from the right. war, we don't know. One morning I was sitting on the front porch and I saw this man riding on a horse and for a moment I thought it was a ghost or something, but then I looked carefully and it was that black gentleman down the road, he has a, a, a tan horse that he rides every oh. now and then, but he, he doesn't usually ride him in this direction, he's just walking the horse. <laughs> you said you've had ghost hunters in here before. Have you ever seen anything that they've captured, whether it be a, a audio or a picture that seems pretty compelling that they showed you? Nothing. I have seen actually some pictures that people showed, but I, I don't really. I'm not really convinced, really, of of, of any any ghost in here. I've, I've not seen anything that convinces me. Yeah. <laughs> it felt to me like a friendly house. I mean, I've never felt intimidated being in here. It's always felt friendly to me. Never yeah. scary, nothing nothing like that. You've been here for, you say, 12 years? 12 years. 12 now, years. to be sure, I've never spent the whole night here, I'll admit. Stayed here once till like 2 in the morning with a, with a group of ghost hunters, and they said they could detect something in the red room. They said their, their thermometers suddenly dropped 20 <laughs> degrees like it was the reading of a ghost or something. Right. Well, if you were wound back when the house was active and people were living here, what what would the like the could you see the river from here? Was was that a yes. big part of why they put the house here? Not in this only location? could you see the river from the top, actually you could have seen it from the second story even. You could have from the top you could have seen downtown Columbus. It's just no grown one. up so much. Yeah. The trees have grown so huge. much you can you can barely see it the river today from from even the top. If you look at the satellite image, imagery online, it looks like up in this area there's an old abandoned like park area, sort of like the park boat ramp that's now over here, and it almost looks like the river used to uh, kind of go more this direction, like it would get cut in more. I think it's called Mullins Bluff. You can see the yes, it looks Mullen's more swampy Bluff. now. Yes. yes, now there was a man named Mullen that owned a little property up there. It's technically a little higher than even Waverly is. Mm -hmm. Waverly is actually built on a ridge below Mullins Bluff. This yeah. is all high ground, so right. there's never any danger of the house itself flooding. Right. Beyond uh, the snow property that way, and on the other side of the road, the ground drops off toward the river. To be sure, there were cotton fields out there that were flooded yeah. during certain major floods. Didn't you used to be able to have, you used to be able to access Mullins Bluff a lot. Back in the, in the 90, 80s, probably, you can't get there. Yes, you could. No, sir, it's, it's grown up really grown up bad. Because mm -hmm. there's like, you can see the parking area and stuff. From there, the there, is, there is kind of a little, to be sure, there's a little parking lot. Uh, I mean, a, uh, a park out there where they have pavilions where yeah. kids, you know, sometimes have little it's birthday parties and picnics. We used to go out there when I was a teenager. Out there, you could scream real loud and the peacocks would scream back. <laughs> Hell yeah. And if they didn't know the story, they would, yeah. Freak them out. We used to go out there. They were, they were beautiful birds. There were only three left when Mr. Snow died and they okay. had to give them away. You had mentioned the uh, cemetery across the street. Is that part of the estate, or is that a whole separate thing? It's cemetery is was part of Colonel Young's estate, but not the Snows. The heirs refused to ever sell him the few acres that they owned around the cemetery. The Burts are buried there, and the Youngs, and even Colonel Young's uh, nephew, George Henderson Lee, him and his wife and his daughter are buried there. Is it still accessible, or is it all grown up? And It's pretty grown up, pretty grown although up. at times I had cut away trees. I mean, it's been a long time, and I able to get out there and pretty much preoccupied with this this mm -hmm. this space here <laughs> what's your biggest challenge in keeping a place like this up like what would be the, the, the biggest 
it's just cleaning windows. <laughs> it's a lot like of windows. Everything. It's just been so expensive. That's why the snows have had to start putting the house up for sale. It's just been too expensive to maintain. Uh, they, it does need some carpentry work in places. And it, I really hope that historic organization will buy the yeah. house. They can appreciate the history and keep it open. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't. Right. I mean, there's some, yeah. Because I, I can't imagine what, what, what the market would be for a place like this other than to do what what y'all do with it now, you know? Just I mean, I do all kinds of odds and ends, trimming and, and things like that, but, I mean, it needs it needs a little more than just slapping a little paint here yeah, and a little bit of caulk so. there and, and, and trimming just a little bit. I, can, I, I do as much as I can, but you need some money and you need some talented people to hire. Yeah, you just can't get a regular old carpenter. you got to have somebody specialized in. That's and funny. you said it took six years to build from start to finish? Six years, yes. But it took 20 years to restore it. <laughs> 27 years to restore it, and they were always working on it somewhere. Still are. Still are. What would a house like this cost back then to build? I've never seen exact figures on this house being built. However, I've seen houses similar to Waverly in that era being built for $50,000 in their money. Wow. Oh. So today's cash is a little closer to a few million, probably. Yeah. Well, actually, you said the asking price for this one was, what, 2.9? 2.9 is pretty, the current listing price. Considering the history in the house itself. Will you take a check? <laughs> <laughs> Back when the sweet stakes, I'd buy yeah. myself. It's not, it's not that bad, bad of a price. Well, you've been here 12 years. I'm sure you've got... You got you got time invested in here. You got an emotional attachment to this house as well, I'm sure. Yes, sir. Everything about history fascinates me. Yeah. That's why I've been working here. I can tell you about the crack in the mirror if you'd like. Oh, yes, yes. Well, according to a letter written by one of Colonel Young's sons, they were having a dance during the Civil War. Confederate cavalry officers were the guest of honor. A big candelabrum was seated on this shelf. As the officers and their lady friends were dancing on the floor, somebody bumped into it. Three candles fell over and leaned against this glass, burning. Mm. They kept right on dancing. Oh. They didn't notice this thing was about to pop from the heat. What they heard was a loud boom. Their eyes went that way. They thought it was a Yankee cavalry attack. <laughs> Ladies took cover in the side rooms. The gentlemen drew their pistols and charged out the door. Spent half an hour in the dark looking for the enemy. <laughs> you imagine how embarrassed these fellows were oh, yeah. when they came back in. That bursted at three quarters of an inch thick. It was like a gun blast. Was there any Civil War activity uh, in this area? I know Ellis Bridge isn't just terribly far away from Eight here. Eight miles from here. Eight That's miles? as close as the Union Army ever got. A cavalry command under uh, General William Suey Smith. At Ellis Bridge, just south of West Point, he encountered uh, General Nathan Bedford Forrest. Forrest defeated him in a series of battles called the Battles of West Point. It was so close that Colonel Young had his carriage loaded up with his daughter Lucy, who was getting ready to ride away when word came the Yankees had been beaten back. So if there were any uh, reports of, on the paranormal side of things of, of like, soldiers that had been killed on the air, that wouldn't be historically accurate because the right. battle was close there enough. would be a lot of Confederate soldiers here. In fact, Colonel Young's daughter Lucy complained in a letter to her cousin she had to play hostess to every Confederate soldier in the neighborhood. Her dad didn't let her get out much because he was afraid of the roads out here. Right. There were deserters from both armies holding people up at gunpoint. And, uh, she, and of course, she was a rather pretty young lady and, of course, a lot of the soldiers were trying to hit on her. And, right. You know, right. She had to constantly have to, had to put them Aside that there were a lot of a lot of so five Confederate generals were believed to stay here during the war as guests at times. Wow. 
Um, back when it was, you know, they were living here. Where did the goods come in? Did, it, did they come in on wagons, or did they use the river? Or was it the a river lot of was the primary area. Now, uh, that was before the war. Now, after the war, of course, the rail line eventually reached Waverly. By 1888, it reached the plantation. At that point, you could ship out all the cotton by rail. Before then, you had to rely primarily on the Tom Bigby River. Yeah, I imagine the, the river was really active back then. Mm -hmm. And when you say the rail line, you mean, what, is the track still kind of where they were then? If you drive up a little further up the road, you'll see a railroad trellis. It used to turn so you get steamboats through it. And technically, it's, it's condemned. The kids will still sneak on the trellis. Yeah. And you can follow a little bit of the rail line from the woods. At some point, it just disappears. There's a trail that goes to it. I found a geocache out there. I, I followed it probably 100 yards once about 10 years ago. And it, it, I think it then disappeared at some point. Well, I've, I've been here before as a kid. I was probably, I was probably, my mom said I was either 10 to 12 years old when we came here. And I'm pretty sure it was Miss Snow that did the tour. What did it have been? Because that would have been 30 ish years ago yes so yes donna snow died in, in december of 1991 till then she was giving nearly all the tours herself and then after her death her daughters and higher tour guides began touring gotcha of course you're welcome to go up to the yeah, second floor that's the red room or ghost room right there the green room and <laughs> the ghost room i like that <laughs> and the egyptian room take your time Steep stairs. Some good cardio. Yeah. He is carrying back up to the top. That's very fun. Oh yeah, some good photo ops up here, for sure. So this is a uh, this is the yeah, infamous ghost room. Look at the chest. I know it. That big. Francis Scott Key piano that they have at the Peabody. Have you seen that one? It's got the nice like legs on it like that with the, with the wood carving. I see. That was uh, Francis Scott Key's actual piano. They have it at the mezzanine at the Peabody. It's, okay. it's yeah, it's so real. Wow. It's so intricate of how much carvings on there and stuff. Wow. Yeah, I got tickled because there's a little ring where somebody sat their glass and my mom saw that. She said, look, he drank Diet Coke too. <laughs> <laughs> he said his Diet Coke there while he was writing the National Anthem. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wonder how much of a challenge it was to get utilities out here when they first started the restoration, like running water and electricity, because imagine they used wells. Well, they didn't have any local water per se, so Mr. Snow had to actually have an artesian well dug out here, 300 feet deep. Mm -hmm. There's an electric pump rig to it that controls the flow of water into the house. And we can also, of course, water our garden from there too. A little brick well house out there. The one thing I found interesting was the way they got gas, because it's not like they had uh, the gas tank that they filled. You said they piped it in from... Well, here's how they did. They would have something, it was a storage, it was a dome, literally, about half the width of this hall. And uh, today you could probably fit it in the tank about yay big. Right. But uh, that dome, it was only a few pounds per square inch, but it stored about three weeks worth of gas. 
and that dome would be used to funnel the gas into the house through mm -hmm. copper piping. And of course, for this chandelier, it had to go way up and way down. Amazing. And how would they refill it? They would, they would, they would it. continually they'd burn it again, and I guess it somehow had some way of at least gauging that there was pressure in there. I'll have to go home and research it. Pine rosin. Yeah, I'm going to have to run Pine knots especially are yeah. thick with the, uh, the pine sap, and I know that you could actually take a pine knot and set it on fire, yeah. and it would burn for hours on the fuel. Of course, you can also make explosives right, out of yeah. pine sap. I never thought about the gas. I know you still use it for like to, to do torches and stuff like that. Uh, high rosin trees, I know that in certain extreme forest fires, they can they don't even have to be touched by the fire. They can explode. Explode spontaneously combust mm -hmm. because it's so hot. It's incredible. Wow. Well, we sure appreciate you doing that little interview with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Showing us around. We really uh, enjoyed it. Just on our guest book here. Oh, and, uh, I've got a. I want to give you one of our cards oh, too. Yeah. Yes, that'd be great. I wanted to take a quick minute to tell everyone where they can find real pop culture online in what we call The List. You just made The List! Thank you, Chris Jericho. You can go to www.realpopculture.com. That's our website. You can listen to episodes right there. You can download the Podomatic app, search for Real Pop Culture. You can download and listen to episodes there. Our Facebook account is facebook.com slash realpopculturepodcast. Our Twitter is at realpopculture1. We're on Instagram. Search for us there. We're on iTunes, Google Play. You have to go to Google Play Music and then search for Real Pop Culture. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm. All episodes are re-aired on The Edge Radio US Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. You just made the list! You can go to advertisecast.com and find out how you, yes, you, can be a part of Real Pop Culture by way of advertising. You can give us a call on our voicemail line. That's area code 662-305-9783. You just made the list! And last but not least, you can always email us, popcultureforreal, that's the number four real at gmail.com. All right, we got Sean here. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. All right. All right. All right, all right. All right, all right. Well, I know you used to live in Joe's house, <laughs> so right. you, you have to have at least some ghost stories, but you told me a couple of weeks ago about something that you never told me before. I, like, I haven't dude. really told anybody. I'm like, dude, ever. dude, what, 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 what are you doing, man? Why are you holding <laughs> off? Like, we're doing this, this Halloween thing every um, year, and one of our own has a ghost story that he hasn't told yet. I even told mine, I think, finally. Yeah, right. Yeah. I? I haven't heard it, but I I think Kelly said something about it. I'll tell you uh, after we get off the air in case I uh, in case I've already said it on the podcast. Yeah. So anyway, the floor is yours. Where was this, and what year did this happen? Let's see here. Roughly. I was well. I was living at Joe's house, so that had to have been like 2009, 2010, somewhere okay. in there. How many years did you live there? Two, maybe three. Yeah, so, yeah, up until they left. So it was probably yeah. like two years. Okay. Two, two and a half years. And how how long had you been there before you found out about the the ghosts and stuff? Because I, I had no well, idea they always, about it until like later on. Like we'd been practicing there for a while. Yeah. And then Stephen told me about seeing the little girl peeking between the banisters. Yeah. And now he like got up and left. Yep. Like they were watching a movie. Yep. He saw a girl on the stairs and he just said oh hell no yep and went home <laughs> um also you know they had that cat louie 
which was a weird cat anyways and he never played or you know did anything but once in a while you'd watch him on the staircase jumping around and acting like a normal cat yeah but that was the only time he would do that like any other time he was like there was something wrong with him and um so there's that one um one night where we were me and jut were playing uh we heard like a girl's voice what do you mean playing just uh practicing just jamming okay and we heard a girl's it may have been the whole band practicing and we heard a girl's voice over all of that and me and jet were the only ones that heard it and it was just like a voice that said ah but me and jet looked at each other at the same time like it was right in our ears and uh that was that was a i just remember that just now that was a little weird thing um well see my thing with joe's house was uh again i didn't know about the stories until like way later. Yeah. And we always practiced in the upstairs room. They always. And when I went up there by myself, like if I would forget something, like, oh, I forgot my phone. Let me go up there and get it. If I went up there by myself, I was like, ooh, this feeling of just yeah. oppression, like this oppressive. There's always, there was always a pressure at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And, and something pushing there, on you. Yeah. And it felt like somebody was watching you. Yeah. You just wanted to, like, you just had this urge to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, that had happened to me a couple times, and and I said something because we always hung out downstairs around the table. Right. I came down there and said something about it, and that's when they started telling me the stories. Yep. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's really trippy because I didn't know about it, and and you felt something beforehand felt something. rather than hearing about rather the than story. hearing about it and then be like, oh yeah, you know, you're right.' And they. Mm-hmm. There's uh, I had heard stories about the little girl thing or whatever from the get go or whatever, but like my experience with me and Judd hearing that girl's voice, like that was weird. And then when I was there by myself, I'd always hear someone knock on the door, and I go check the door the first few times, and like nobody would be there. Like it sounded like someone just pounded like two. No- it was always two knocks, and to and then it got to the point where it was just like the two knocks would happen, and then I just was like, oh yeah. And What's that called? Ding doing. dong ditch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm ding dong ditched you. Nobody would be there, and it sounded like someone was just banging on that back door. And I just, you know, then it just came a natural like occurrence thing where like it happened. I just think nothing of it and just keep doing what I was doing. But um, my ghost story that I told you, um, it's probably like 2010, and uh, it was by um, Old Waverly. It was a, like a, a little neighborhood just down the road from the Waverly Mansion and all that stuff. Oh, so this isn't at Joe's house? No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. But since we were talking about it, I was like, I brought it, you know, I figured I'd tell you my experience at Joe's house. Nothing really too creepy other than watching the cat play with something where the cat normally never played. And then that voice me and Judd heard. That was, And then the knocking. That was the only things that happened to me at that house. Uh, but this um, was uh, right down the road from Waverly Mansion. And I was seeing this girl who um, was uh, a little bit older than me, and uh, she had just gotten a divorce, and uh, we were at her house, and uh, we we went to the bar, then we came back, and we're laying in bed and stuff, and like she passes out. Well, I start hearing some noises down in the, from the kitchen, and I'm thinking, oh man, like her husband, or you know, her soon-to-be husband or ex-husband's here. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-oh. 
So this is like a ghost story slash confession. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Um, well, naming names. <laughs> Even though you named the location, that kind of narrows it down. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And, uh... So I'm like, oh, man. I don't know what to do. And then, uh, and then it stops. And then I see these lights on the hallway. There was a long hallway, and then her bedroom is, you know, on the, uh, off to the left of the hallway. I see these lights, like uh, someone pulled in the driveway, and there's, like, lights going down, like, shining through a blind. But the weird thing about that is that they're on the wrong side of the wall. If, they, if that was happening, someone pulled into their driveway, it would have been on the side of the wall I couldn't see. So that was a weird thing. And um, then she had these two little dogs. And they're sitting at the, middle, the the edge of the bed. And the power, the area is known for blackouts. Just in that neighborhood for some reason. And sure enough, like it blacks out. And you hear that sound go. Everything powers down. Then uh, her dogs start acting weird at the edge of the bed. And uh, they start like, you know, a little bit nipping and kind of growling a little bit. And then uh, then they start to like really like get agitated. And um, it just seemed like something was coming down the hallway. And they were just like, just like uh, getting more agitated and growling, getting a little bit louder. And there's like two orbs. Like I got goosebumps right now. <laughs> that makes a good story. You're telling them you get freaked out. Um, two orbs come, like, stop at the doorway, and the dogs are going apeshit, like, just... So these are, like, orbs as in balls of light? Yeah, that, or I'm get you know, what people describe as orbs, it's these two, like... What did it look like to you? It's just, like, two, um, like, balls of energy kind of things. What color were they? Like, what did they look it was like? It's like a, a, a light, um... Were they both the same size? Like, uh, kinda... You know, one was the left one was a little higher, the right one was a little lower, and they were kind of like a, a like a, they weren't white, but they were like a dark, like you know when your TV goes to that shh, it was like that kind of gray. Yeah. They were like that, and um, they're just at the doorway, and the dogs are just going and sit. That's the only thing that makes me realize, like, okay, I'm not, this isn't, I'm not seeing this. This is this is something real. Um, so the orbs are in the doorway. The dogs are going insane. And it's like, that's the only thing that let me know that, like, I'm not dreaming this. Like, this is real. And those dogs are just going insane. What's the girl doing? She's passed out. Been so she, drinking. She didn't see this. Yeah, she'd been drunk. Yeah, y'all been at the bar, so. Um, okay. Dogs are going crazy. The, the bottom, uh, the one on the right keeps going. And just I guess just fades out of the out of the way, keeps going past the the doorway and just goes away. The other one comes into the room, and the dogs are even more like just just on the edge of the bed, just growling and and snarling and just losing their minds. And it's just right there. And it's almost like a, um, she was close. She was on the right side of the bed. I was on the left side. And uh, it was closer to her or whatever at the edge of the bed. And the dogs are just going insane. And then it just kind of like fades out. And then the dogs slowly like get quieter and start to calm down. And still a little bit yappy. And then they get quiet. 
And then like a few minutes later, the power cuts back on. Like you can hear it go. And um, then the next morning or whatever, I tell her what happened. And uh, she was like, it's a two-story house. And she's like, well, I always hear, even though nobody's here but me, there's always someone walking upstairs. Yeah. Like she hears that all the damn time. Even though there's nobody there? Yeah, even though there's just her. And then, you know, it's to the point where that's the only thing that's ever happened where she's heard it. She never experienced what I experienced. But um, with the, uh, the, the upstairs or whatever, that's the only thing she ever had happen to her was hearing those those footsteps upstairs but she wasn't like really surprised no she wasn't not at all she wasn't like what that's crazy i've never had anything weird no uh uh-uh. more like well and she, um far for the course yeah huh. so Damn. like i got goosebumps right now i'm freaked out <laughs> that's that's a pretty compelling story that's why i never told like, anybody your ghost story is way better than mine <laughs> Mine so, was just a stereo cutting on. <laughs> you like actually saw some crazy shit. And then oh, and then uh, at my mom's house, um, which supposedly I don't know if it's true or not. Whatever, a guy killed his wife there. What? Um, you never told me this. I mean, you just saved it in case I did a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I just knew. You're just gonna unload on me. I knew ten <laughs> years into our friendship. This this it's like moment. one day he'll have a podcast, and I'm just gonna throw all this on him at once. Supposedly he he shot her through the. He was in the backyard, shot her through the window, and you know, killed. She was in the living room, and then he killed himself in the backyard. Supposedly, I don't know. Um, but there was always like weird stuff. Like uh, I would catch our kitchen had like the the stove top, but it's like covered with cabinets except for where the stove top top is, and you can see through to the living room. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, and um, um, we'd always see, like, you'd catch, like, a shadow or something. Or someone walking by. Like, there was always weird stuff like that ever since we moved in there. And then when my nephews were little, uh, the way the house is set up, all the bat, all the, like, you come in the front door or the side door. Uh, it's the kitchen, then the dining room, and then the living room. And then all the bedrooms are down this long hallway. And when my nephews, both of them did it around the same age, um, like they were either two or three and they would stay stop at the edge of the, of the hallway and just stare down there. And then, or they would go halfway and just stare into my parents' back bedroom. How old were they then? Like, uh, three. And then, and, and then when the next, uh, the, my youngest nephew, when he turned three and four and all that, he would do the same thing his brother did and would stop like halfway down the hall and just be staring into my parents' bedroom and like pointing. Hmm. That's yeah. pretty freaky. Yeah. And um and then uh my little, little kids are creepy anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh so my bedroom, my parents was all the way at the end of the hall. Mine was to the left at the end of the hall. And uh I was in bed and uh I woke up because I thought somebody was in my room and uh I could see like the silhouette of somebody and I thought it was my friend Jeremy. And I'm like, you know, what's up? What what's up, man? And so, uh, oh, let me stop here. Your friend Jeremy, was it normal for him to just? Oh yeah, show yeah, yeah. Up like yeah we go line? to each other's houses, all that stuff. Oh, okay. Just show up, and um, and and I had like a flag, like you know, like this Misfits flag here. Had that in like front of the doorway, 
and uh, just out enough where you open the door, it would like touch the flag or whatever. Yeah. And um, the silhouette's standing in front of the flag, and then it backs up, but it goes through it. Ooh. And then I'm just like, uh, and I cut the light on, and I'm just like sitting there like, whoa, what happened? And then Jeremy comes in the door <laughs> right afterwards. Did you tell him? Yeah. What you saw? Yeah. And he was just like, what? Because I, I was like, were you here? Like, <laughs> how long you been here? Now, were you asleep and woke up to this? I or? woke up to it. Wow. Like, how? I can't imagine. And it, was, it wasn't even nothing threatening because I, I literally. Like, how scared were you? I wasn't. Until it went through the the flag, because I was. You thought it was your friend. Yeah. That, when it went through the flag, you're like, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. Then I turn on the light, and I'm just like, what? Did the? you just jump up and turn the light on, like? Like, well, I, I sat up, and like the the light was like right here to you know with the arm reach. Because like, is it that that fight or flight kind of adrenaline? It was just like, like just freaked the hell out. Like or, it, it. Are you confused or just confused? Like, it was just like, just wait a minute, what? And then cut the light on, wow. and then like you know, whatever. 20 seconds later comes Jeremy through the door and I'm just like trying to I'm very confused and just trying to figure out what just happened damn yeah I don't want that to happen <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm good with my ghost story because it's not that crazy I mean it's pretty crazy Man. but I wouldn't want to go through what you went through <laughs> I, it's, it's pretty trippy yeah I don't know I, I just never told anybody <laughs> so with when these things happened, was there a point in your life where you were like, I don't believe in ghosts, or I don't know, or I don't care? And then there was a moment when one or both of those things happened where you went, Well, damn, this might be a thing. Um, like, what does it do for your your belief in the paranormal? It's never been like, Oh, I don't believe in ghosts. So I was just like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And then going through those things, I was like, I still don't know. Um, if it's it's real or not or whatever, but I know what I went through, kind of thing. You know what you saw. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that there is, but something definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's definitely things happen in your life that that shakes your uh, your disbelief. Absolutely. <laughs> like I'm on that energy trip that they talk about. Like Einstein, he says we're masses of energy. Yeah, that's we just change form. I may be murdering his his thesis. Right, <laughs> but, but still, we're I'm, basically just blobs of energy that just yeah. transfer into different energy. And then I think sometimes, um, you know, if you had a if if your energy and your life was a, you did like the same routine thing, I would think that. Even when you die, even if you died in that house or whatever, like that energy and that routine. That's called a residual, I've learned. Okay. Through, through doing the podcast. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, they say that, you know, Meemaw used to rock in the same rocking chair the same way. Yeah. For years and years and years and years and years. And then after she died, you could still hear the rocking chair. Right. Because it's like stuck on a loop. It's like hung up in the, whatever you call it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. The quantum realm of the universe. It's just like a CD that gets scratched, right? Yeah, and it skips and dip, 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 over dip. and over and over and over. Um, they talk about like uh, security guards, you know, that that worked and they made their rounds, and after they die, they're still making the rounds. Mm -hmm. You can still see them, and that's that's what they call a residual. Yep, I'm in the, I'm on, I'm on, uh, on all that. 
I'm I'm definitely into the supernatural because like I said on a was it last episode or the one before the the supernatural is just the the definition is in the name it's way more than natural <laughs> but uh it doesn't close the door on the idea of paranormal yeah. you know paranormal just means it's a ghost right i'm more into the supernatural than i am the paranormal right 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 i have my exactly. i have my mind open to that as a possibility yeah but that doesn't mean that everything supernatural is paranormal right but there's definitely something. I mean, you got hundreds and millions of eyewitness accounts. You've even got pictures. You've got video evidence. You've got billions of EVPs that people have captured a voice, a disembodied voice. You can't just write it off like, ah, that's just crap. <laughs> yeah. Just crap. <laughs> you know, you can't just you can't do that. Yeah. You have to consider the evidence. You have to consider the eyewitness accounts. You have to. You have to be open-minded yeah. about it. Can't be like my dad. There's something it's like, it's all bull. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Dinner. It's like a certain age. You're just, meh. You yeah. Know, you're just imagining it, man. Kid, go back to bed. All them old <laughs> parents that grew up, you know, hard and stuff. Back in my day, we didn't have ghosts. <laughs> we just worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just walked to work and worked. <laughs> And then went to bed working. Uphills both ways, five <laughs> yeah. feet of snow. Right. <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad you shared that with me. I had no idea. You had such an awesome ghost story. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I didn't really tell anybody because it's just like I still like fight with it. Like, man, like, what was that about? <laughs> well, I mean, your experience is your experience. You shouldn't be, people shouldn't be embarrassed or ashamed. There's a lot of people that have a ghost story that they won't tell it. Because they're afraid people think they're crazy. Well, if everybody that has a ghost story is crazy, we got like a majority of the population of the planet Earth that's crazy. Um, And again, it's it's your experience. That's that's what happened. And it's 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 an honest thing. You're just telling the truth. What happened to you? Yeah. People believe it. They don't believe it. Doesn't matter. It's, It's your experience. It's what happened. Those new band shirts look awesome. Where did you get those done? At Anarchy Design. They do screen printing now? Oh yeah, they do professional custom screen printing at a very competitive rate. Well, where can I find them? Look them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash anarchydesign69, or email them at anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. You can check out some of their work on their Facebook page. When you're ready to order, you can send them your idea, or they can design it for you. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. Corey could have picked up the machete and hit him in the side of the head. Well, since since we're, we're printing retractions here, let's go ahead and address that. The other retraction I have to print from last episode is uh, you brought to my attention that it wasn't Corey Feldman to put the slit in Jason's mask in part four. It was actually a girl with a, uh, an axe in part three. Right. My, recomm- my recollection of it was, I guess because at the end he was just like chopping away, like, die, die. Yeah. I guess I, guess I connected He'd that. Come down to, there with his little shaved head. and uh, I really thought that he was the one that put the slit in his mask. 
he distracted him when uh, he came in there with a shaved head, and then when he turned, the girl grabbed the machete and hit him in the head with it and knocked his mask off, and then he picked it up off the ground and went nuts. Yeah. But the slit was already in there. Actually, when they knocked the mask off, you could still he still had the wound from the axe wound. Well, that's good. From So in all of part four, he had the slit in his mask? Yes. Okay. Well, his mask is on the cover of four, isn't it? So it, it would be in it there. Let me pull up the cover. We'll Google something. I mean, I mean, my ain't no reason well. why. Ain't no reason to stop now. But you can look at YouTube. Look, there's a thing on YouTube of all of Jason's deaths, and it shows all of his all of the times he died. There is the cover. Let's zoom in. Yep, there it is. Big old. It's on the wrong side, though. Is it? Yep. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I got the part six mask over there. Which side is mine on? Where's your part six mask? It's right there. It's yeah, you're right. It's the wrong side. Mine's on the correct side. Well, I'll be dang. Maybe they need to print a retraction. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> it's right in the movie, though. Um, another thing I did is I actually misspoke when I was talking to Barry about uh, the Halloween. No, I was talking about Friday, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. And I was talking. I was talking about uh, part five, and I said there's some purists out there that think part five is actually good. But I actually said part three because I was thinking about Halloween three, which didn't have Michael Myers, and I was referring to Friday Thirteenth. I was thinking about Halloween three, which didn't have Michael Myers, but I was referring to Halloween five. Shit, <laughs> Friday Thirteenth part five that didn't have Jason. Right. And I, for a minute there, I said part three, but I meant part five because part three of Friday Thirteenth was actually good. I like. Uh, yes, yes. I like four better. And oh, four was better. Here, but, but uh, but yeah, three is actually good. But good. what I was trying to say is, there's a lot of uh, people out there that say, well, part five was good aside from the fact that Jason wasn't in it. And my point was, I can't get over the fact that Jason wasn't in it. Uh, I think the way it works is like it's a good movie until you find out it's not Jason. That's kind of <laughs> what they're trying to say, right? But I'm saying that it's not redeemable because of that. Because it's of unforgivable. That. <laughs> uh. Like, you're not going to get my permission to yeah. exist in, in my m- mental continuity. Yeah, I didn't have to. Uh, I mean, I couldn't. When I was listening to your and Barry's list, on, uh, I, I watched. Uh, I actually left it off my left. Psycho 2 is one of my favorites. And uh, y'all was talking about Psycho 2. And it was I'm, 20 years yeah. after. I'm glad that you brought that up because guess what I watched today? What? Um, well, shit, I forgot the name of it. 23 years later. Yeah. It was that prequel oh, you watched that the, Barry was talking about. Oh, you watched that? Okay. Damn it. <laughs> That's all right. I watched I've got uh, everything else edited. I'll just edit. I watched Reanimator last night. Mm, that's a good one. Let me pull up this boxer Barry sent me. Play it on the air. Disciples of the Crow. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. On YouTube, it's on YouTube. It's it's short. Okay, it takes you like fifteen minutes to watch it. It's basically oh, how do I put this? It's like if me and you rented no, if me and you, you went made. and bought a camera from a yard sale <laughs> and went and made the Children of the Corn condensed version. We should. We but should. it was nineteen eighty three, so, so do that. you you can't like expect HD quality, but it was pretty. Oh, it's, it's very, very B movie, even for the time. I meant to tell you, um, but it's it's pretty good. I, I mean, to, I mean to, you should watch it. I mean, it's, it's going to take fifteen minutes uh, of your life. 
I started, I researched it last night. I was like, I got to find some. I got to do this. I just thought about it, and I was like, I got to do it. And I don't know what we would do if this actually come to, was it fruition? <laughs> I looked up the guy who wrote Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I looked him up. And what if we had him on the podcast? <laughs> well, if he goes back and listens to us saying that it sucked, he may not want to. <laughs> uh, he's actually friends with John Carpenter. Oh, is he? Him and John Carpenter are friends. John Carpenter and the other girl that was part of Halloween actually produced part three. They were, uh, he's actually, I think he actually worked with them on other stuff. I think he worked, he, he's actually directed the original It miniseries. Well, I mean, he knows it wasn't a commercial success. Uh, he, uh, but he's. But does he's, he defend it in interviews? I have no idea. Because, but if we could, I would have him on the show. I mean, was his, Jay Leno has people on his show that he rips on in his it, monologues. It's his first. <laughs> it's his first. Uh, I think it was his first screenplay that he wrote. But he's directed a lot of stuff. Well, and, I think it was. The horror fans will kill me if I'm wrong, but I think it was John Carpenter's idea to go in a different direction because he. Was hundred percent satisfied with the completion of the story with part one. He didn't want to do part two, but they offered him like just crazy money. Right. And then when it come time for part three, he, if I remember it correctly, insisted they go with the anthology. But what after reading the story synopsis of it, of course that's better than the movie. Just reading about it. Don't just read what the movie's about, and that's great. And it's actually a pretty good idea. It just did not translate on film. Uh, I think we need to get the movie and watch it. And uh, we can, what, you know how the um, Jericho done the little Mystery 3000 kind of thing to find Mystery Science Theater 3000. We should do that to uh, Season of the Witch. We need to do it anyway. Season of the Witch. Okay. I'm down with that. Totally. Uh, we got a couple lists. Our last lists of this Halloween season. Looks like I would have had my email pulled up already. You would think. You would think. My wife and kid didn't make a list. I tried to get them to. They was, you know, they was telling me stuff. Right now. They were telling me. You know, we have a pretty good response on lists. But they would not. They would not make one and send it in. But they was telling me what to say. Have you Man. noticed this though? This is crazy. We have a better response from our listeners as far as interaction when it comes to doing lists than we do when we're giving away free yeah, shit. List, if you want to. We're literally something. giving you free items, and <laughs> yeah. most, of, like, all of them are cool. I think everybody but wants people to. People don't want to, like, do whatever they have to do to get the free items. Everybody wants but to. They'll, they'll let us know. They want their list. opinion. They want their opinion out there. Hey, people, I mean, I'm totally cool with it. It's just weird. Especially when. You don't when want free shit. Because, uh, like, the only time that people, like, really, really got on board with the giveaways. Is when we put it on Facebook, like just comment here, because yeah. it's like easy. Yeah. But when we were like, well, you got to listen to the episode to find out how to win it. They're no, like, oh, no, no. Whoa, 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 no. What, what, are, you, what are you trying to do? You don't freaking tell me. What you, you yeah, don't tell me. Oh, you ain't my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't my dad. We got any? We got any voicemail lines in a while? Mm-mm. No. What? We got uh, Kayla early. She she sent her list, but I think that. She missed the part where we said we were looking for sequels, but that's okay because we'll just say this is her list from last year's episode. <laughs> last year we were calling for top ten horror movies. Ice Cream Man. Do you remember that one? I do not. 
I thought it was you that brought that up. Maybe it was Kala. I do not remember that movie. Children of the Corn? Yes. See, I was never a fan of that movie. Really? Never was a fan of that movie. I thought it was crazy. It was like weird. Creepy, crazy. It's like, I ain't scared of no Amish kids. I mean, I could take him. I mean, I ain't worried about him. These are devil worshiping Amish kids. (laughs) (laughs) And they weren't even Amish. They were just devil worshiping kids. (laughs) It looked like Hezekiah. I I don't know what his name is. (laughs) Malachi. Whatever. Same thing. you too, Malachi. I thought it was scary. I'm with her on that one. Leprechaun, that was a very popular one on the lists. Child's Play, obviously. Pet Cemetery. You looking forward to the remake? Absolutely. I am too. I watched the trailer, and I was kind of I was like, nobody could play, uh, what's his name, Judd? The neighbor, Jed? What is, who was the neighbor? <laughs> I don't who was know. Herman, he was Herman, Herman Monster in the original. Well, I mean, I remember the, the actor, but I don't remember the name of the guy in the movie. Uh, but he was play, originally played by Fred Gwynn. But John Lithgow's playing the his part mm. in the remake. And I watched the trailer and yeah, it's gonna be good. Really good. I think they should definitely play the song Pet Cemetery by the Ramones during the movie. <laughs> Next Pumpkinhead, one of my all time favorites. That's a movie that's begging for a remake. Maybe? No. Could they I, do it? I don't think they could no. You know they it was CG guy. And True. They wouldn't use a big giant puppet man. We should remake Pumpkinhead. <laughs> what is it with you and wanting to make a movie? I don't know. You just I want to get into I, okay. I, I'm in. I mean, I mean, hell. We we, we know a. I'm from Smithville, Mississippi. We, and I need a podcast. We know. <laughs> we, and a metal we, band. We hello. personally know and hang out with a. Award-winning true. cosplay we, artist. And true, we got good connections. So we I mean, know people. We could. We know some folks. I want to be in a movie. We need to be an extra in a movie. I wish I could be Uncle Ben. I mean, if if y'all, <laughs> if there's any independent filmmakers out there or major filmmakers out there that... I'm going to shave in March, so if you want me to be a Civil War guy, now's the time. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street was her last. Is that 10? They don't look like 10. They're not numbered. It's 8. Oh. That's she just said. Well, she she is you know like horror maybe eights or max. Hey, well she wasn't the only one that didn't submit ten. Well she's the only one that didn't submit it. It's okay. She can have one of mine. I submitted eleven. Yeah, I had like eleven or twelve. I was pulling up um, our message from from Jeff Harris, aka Jeff Ugly Shoes. Oh, I bet he's got a good list. Kill pop culture, uh, real pop culture alumni member. And I saw this thing about the Bigfoot Festival. It says it's in Memphis, but where? Where in Memphis? Isn't that the same weekend as the Confusion? November? No, that's this is November 17th. All right, here we go. I got it pulled up. All right. Jeff Harris, a.k.a. Jeff Uglishue, says, I like these sequels better than the original in most cases, or at least as well as the original in the rest. Evil Dead 2, Friday the 13th Part 4, Dawn of the Dead. See, we never did figure that never out. Never did figure out what the original was there. I was it? I think there was a lot of of the dead. Night of the Living Dead is the original. The original original. Night of the Living Dead. Was this the direct sequel to that? I I don't know if it's direct, but I know it's a sequel of Night of the Living Dead. I mean, I should know that though. You should. But I wouldn't. I mean, I. No, I don't. Well, I mean, share the guilt with me here. Not that damn old. (laughs) uh, Night of the Living Dead came out a long time ago. Maniac Cop Two. I don't remember that one. I remember Maniac Cop. It was kind of yeah. I remember that. 
I remember the name. I don't know if I remember the movie. Oh, he. You know what? He actually submitted his list before I did mine. Oh. But he he already knew this. He's a, he's a he's a horror movie buff. He's a, a horror movie connoisseur. Silence of the Lambs sequel to Manhunter, which I haven't seen Manhunter yet. Scream Two, I agree, really good. Aliens. Bride of Reanimator. I did not know that movie existed. Obviously, Reanimator. One of my... Well, I wouldn't say it's in my top ten, but it's definitely up there. With I mean, it's a, it's a little too cheesy for me. But I, it's good cheese. But, but it's good cheese. It's like some sharp cheddar. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It's got some real good cheese on it. <laughs> it's got a good wine cheese pairing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did not know Bride of Reanimator existed. Uh, no, I didn't either. Is he being for real? I'm gonna go. It's, to it. it's Jeff. You being for real? Well, he's not gonna lie. Hey, dude, he's a trickster. <laughs> he will pull one on you. <laughs> Hang on. I'll be a son of a bitch. Bride of a Re- Reanimator, 1989. I'm gonna watch that. Go ahead and pull up his second one, Phantasm Two, Two, and find out when it came out. Because I've seen all the Phantasms, but there was one that came out. I liked Phantasm Two. It seemed like it was a long time after the first. Was it a long? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, it was a long time. I, I forgot. Yes. 1998. It was actually better than the original, and I forgot about that. I watched Phantasm 1 come out like, what, 79? Mm-hmm. Boom! Did I get that right? You did. Hey, man, nice shot. Then I watched it when it came out. I think you're right. I think part two probably was better. But, oh, Lord. It's just been so long. I was probably 10 years old when I watched that movie. When I watched Phantasm. Because it came out. We watched it on HBO. Me and my brother. We snuck up in the middle of the night. Like I told about this when I talked about my favorite horror movies. Got up in the middle of the night. When we was young. On a free HBO weekend. (laughs) To see some boobies. (laughs) And it happened to be Phantasm. That we seen those. (laughs) And. When you're. I don't know. In '79, I was six. Usually, it takes a couple of years to get on the HBO, so I was probably nine or ten years old. You knew how to ride a bike by then. Oh, that's not a metaphor for any for anything other than our intro I, reference. I was old enough to want to see movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, at ten years old, that movie scared the piss out of you. So, I'm uh, just yeah, saying. <laughs> yeah. So in '88. When part two coming out, I was 15, so yeah, I wanted to see it again. His honorable mention was Bride of Chucky. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I need to go back through and, and look at all the Chucky movies. Because even after it got kind of weird, they were still there watchable. were still some good ones. Bride of Chucky was good, and I, I even thought Seed of Chucky was pretty trippy. Jennifer Tilly made Bride of Chucky. I think it was Jennifer, right? Yeah, well, you would think you would think it was it was. It's comedy, and there's comedy in it, but it was it was pretty good. But she made that movie. Yeah. And her sister was in what movie? Was there an area? Jennifer Tilly's sister was in a movie, a horror movie as well. I don't know. She was in Psycho 2. Oh. She was the, the chick in Psycho 2. Uh, he also said that Friday the 13th is my favorite movie about killing anyone that's having more sex than me. That was a common thread in those movies. <laughs> yeah. 
including was was Kevin Bacon having sex when he got killed? Yeah, absolutely. I know he was in the bed. But the better sex. Okay, so, so if Kevin Bacon's in the bed in the seventies, it's pretty obvious <laughs> it's pretty there's obvious. some sex happening somewhere. Um, but the better sex scenes was in Halloween, part one. Yeah, that's when he walked in with the sheet over his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nod to that. And she jumped up and was like, "Quit playing around and look at my boobies. <laughs> They're everywhere, all up in the camera." <laughs> Let me guarantee I'm going to die in this movie. Yeah. Hey. Here's proof I'm fixing to die. Look at these things. I don't know They're why. They're just I got right them. there. <laughs> I mean, look at them. Boogity, boogity, boogity. <laughs> I'm going to die, 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 die. <laughs> that would be a good trivia question. Name the people who have been nude in horror movies and not died. Oh, Lord. Jeff already knows. Yeah, I'm asking you, Jeff. Good <laughs> list, by the way. Yes, it is. Great list. I forgot about Phantasm too. Yeah, you've reminded us of stuff, and you've given us homework, because I'm definitely going to go watch A Bride of Reanimator. Phantasm 1 was the first scary movie I ever watched, mm. besides Night of the Scarecrow. Ooh, was, was that, that was that a night? good one. Damn, did, did I put that on my list last year? <laughs> I think it was in my honorable mentions, actually. Because Night of the Scarecrow came on regular TV, back in you know, the ABC special. Well, God, I'm old. that was a good one. But we grew up in a good time. All these movies was coming out when we were kids, and so when you're kids, you still get when you're a kid, you still get scared. I remember being young you enough. You wouldn't get scared now because when my parents it's a different kind of scared when, when my growing up. When my parents watched Friday the Thirteenth for the first time, they sent me to my room. <laughs> That's how old. Yeah. It seems like there was something else I wanted to talk about. Have we covered everything? We covered everything. You sure? It's been a good Halloween season, right? Yeah, I think yeah, it has. And uh, despite the fact that uh, as Laura put it, we don't plan for shit. <sighs> and Kara didn't like our list option. Well, I mean, what it, what was her recommendation for next year? Uh, most underrated. Most underrated horror movie. Mm. A so list of your most underrated. Sequel. She says don't do top ten because there's not that many underrated. She says do top five. Just do your most. Do your most underrated So whether it's three or 15. Yeah. And they got to be underrated. Don't be coming over and saying Nightmare on Elm Street. No. It's got to it's gotta fly. I'm with you. I'm, already, I'm already thinking of my list right now. That I told Kara to send her a list for this. She says, I can't. I'm, list, I'm, I'm listening next year. That movie, The Gate, that's already going to be on mine, I guarantee you. Uh, I'm going to give her a spoiler for Kara's. And Kara said The Messengers. Hmm. You never seen it because Kara's young, and it's an, it's going to be a new scary movie. Mm, okay. So, uh, if you hadn't seen it, you need to watch it because it is it's scary. Well, uh, Sean gave us his horror story. I mean, Sean gave us his uh, his boogie story. His he scary. gave us his ghost story. When are you going to give us yours? Me? You're the one that's held out. I'm not. I told mine. You know me. Sean told his. That's mine right there. The thing that just did. <laughs> Whatever that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> we're standing here and yeah some demons come up here you know what's funny I was uh, I was watching a video on Nerdist News this morning and I got up and went to go get a cup of coffee well I got up and I paused it because I was going to get a cup of coffee and when I walked back in the room the video was still was back playing again but I was like on any other day I wouldn't think nothing about that 
there's something about this time of year we've been watching horror movies we've been doing like the list we've been you know nostalgia i've been listening to, like all the podcasts i've been listening to are all scary like you got to listen to that one i was telling you about today yeah i gotta listen uh yeah i'll listen it, to it trumps the black eyed kids uh, i promise you well, one thing I have was the Black Eyed Kids episode the scariest one to you. That's probably the scariest thing I've ever listened to. I don't know what this it, is worse. I, I don't know if I, it's the delivery of it, that dramatization they do. Oh, the with the voices and shit. The little voices. Well, they do that stuff. in this too. I, if you haven't, <laughs> I've never. I even don't heard. mind endorsing them because I, I oh, love they're, 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 Go they're listen awesome. to Astonishing Legends. This episode I'm talking about right now is called. Uh, Ghost in the Machine Part One or something like that. Yeah, I have to listen. But to it. it's about this house. This like. Man, how does this kind of stuff happen to us not know about it? When I first started listening to it, I was listening to it more of like the historical stuff. They do a lot of it. Man, they go deep. The thing about They uh, drill down on the history. uh, Amelia Earhart? Mm -hmm. The thing they do was pretty awesome. Uh, But yeah, that that Black Eyed Kid was... uh, I I listened to it just because I was bored and wanted to listen to something. And I was like, whoa, this is... Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of it has to do with where you're at and what you're doing when you listen to something like that. I was at work. Yeah. When I listened to it, which had nothing to do with why when I get up in the morning at four o'clock in the morning to walk outside to go to work, I look behind stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I make sure I shut my door and lock it as soon as I get in my car. It's because of black eyed kids. Just, just in case. <laughs> just because of black eyed kids. Because of black eyed kids out. Yeah. Black eyed kids are going to jump out. This this Glock is not going to stop them. I mean, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank. Everybody that was on the show this Halloween season, all of our guests that did interviews with us, everybody that contributed to our our list thing, um, even episode 100, that was part of it. Oh, actually, yeah, did, it was. Uh, we did an interview with Lynn to kick things off, and um, I think that's cool how that lined up. That yeah. episode 100 was and, uh, episode one of the Halloween season. And, and we, as we promised, we cranked out four this month. What's this? This is our, this is our third? Or, well, how many Halloweens is this now? Our, four, isn't it's it? It's our fourth Halloween. And we, we started the show in April of something. Right. 15 or 16. Anyway. Oh, shit. Anyway. Let me Google it. What One of these real pop culture purists are going to be done. What, what I'm getting at is... The Halloween ideas are, uh, we're scraping the bottom of the bucket, basically, right? Not to find, really. Well, we're just going to have to. We're trying to figure out what to put on the, sh- on the show. Yeah, we wanted to, to cover all the local we stuff. Wanna, we want to up ourselves each year. And you want to up your game. So, and we came out swinging with a Gulf Ordnance plant. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, and that we. Was, uh, that was pretty big. So we need some feedback from our listeners. To give it, tell us where to go, tell us what to do. Tell right? us what to do. Tell us your ghost where, story. where do you want to go? Anthony won't tell us. Tell his, us a ghost story. I ain't telling you my ghost story. Except for my, my I don't make, never say never. My, I had to sh- cut my phone. You know, you know how it goes into sleep mode or whatever you want to call it. Hang on. <laughs> Are you lost? Why is it only, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. It was only going down to episode six. the The first show was in March of 2015. I said April. So, how many Halloweens have there been since then? So, you got to 15, April, 15, 16, 17, and it's four. So, this makes four. This makes four. So, the first year is when we went to the Gulf Ordnance Plant. Yes. The bomb factory. Mm-hmm. 
But hmm. everybody's got a ghost story, right? Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Even people that say they don't believe in ghosts. They got a story. I don't think I said this on the air. I think I said this after me and Sean got done talking about his ghost story. But you'll like I literally used to work with this girl and she said I don't believe in ghosts, but my grandmother's house is haunted. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, yeah, that, you you no, realize what you just not said. Possible. Yeah. She's like, no, I, I don't believe in ghosts. All oh, that's just silly. But my grandmother's house is definitely haunted. I'm like, well, you got to pick a side. You can't have both. I'm, uh, you can't have no ghosts and ghosts. You was talking about your, uh, I, I can't remember what episode it was. It was a couple episodes. We was talking on the outro or intro. And you was talking about your supernatural paranormal, the difference between the two. Right? You yeah. Remember, remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was listening to something the other day. I listened to so much stuff. I don't know what exactly what I was listening to, but it may re- it reminded me of that. Yeah. And things happen all the time that either bring up. Okay, was that supernatural? Was that paranormal? Was that supernatural? Was that paranormal? Right. In everybody. Now it's the mindset that what this person was talking about is whether you think it's supernatural or paranormal, or you just dismiss it. And they said most people dismiss it. And some people who are more creative, have artistic minds, which is our artists, musicians, and stuff like that, will not immediately dismiss something moving that's not supposed to. Yeah. They would just say, okay, that moved. And something made it move. That's what their excuse would be. Yeah. And most art- artists and musicians and stuff like that who think in that mindset yeah. will immediately say a ghost done that and I wanted to I don't know I wanted to bring that out there yeah people find uh, a lot of people find comfort in in taking a hard stance on one side or the one other one side or the other right because it's not always comfortable to say mm, who knows maybe there are ghosts out there I think it I think it takes well first of all to say that you think it's possible or whether you definitely say you do believe in ghosts, either way takes a lot of, you know, takes a lot of gumption. Because, you know, you, you do stand the the chance of ridicule from the other side. The take is a right. hard stand against it. Right. And, On either um, side. Both sides. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to take a really hard stance on literally on the unknown. Right. Because it's something you don't know and nobody will ever know, and you should be leery of anybody that says they do. There's no research that There's you no can nothing. do to know. prove one side or the other. We don't other. know shit. <laughs> we don't know shit. Nobody knows anything. Just accept that, and you'll be happy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely open-minded is an understatement. All right, let's get out of here. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks Happy for listening. Halloween. We had a good time. Looking forward to next year already. Send us some suggestions and some ideas. What episode is this? 103? It's, I don't know. 103. Thanks for listening to Real Pop Culture, episode 103. <laughs> we are broadcasting live from high atop the first and only floor of the Kill J Ranch at the Kill J headquarters. Love you, bye. Bye. <laughs> are you trying to... <laughs> I laughed so hard when I went back to listen to that. I went, buh. I got a new thing. It's called buh. <laughs> I was making fun of Kella for changing his thing. See you later, bye. <laughs>